there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Good evening, this is Paul Cooney with the former Celtic star Andy Walker. On the evening when it's just been confirmed that Ange Postacoglu has agreed terms in principle with Tottenham Hotspur. So it's a question of when and not if he's going to London. And the question you want to know, Celtic fans, is who is going to replace Ange Postacoglu, five trophies out of six in less than two years in charge and a world record eight trebles. Not all down to Ange Postacoglu, obviously, but Celtic back into the history books. Andy, where do we start? It really is moving on, isn't it? It's not when. He is going. And how do you feel about Ange going to London? I think where you start is that you say thank you if you're a Celtic supporter for him to have transformed that club in the couple of seasons that he was there. Not just winning the five out of the six trophies, but I think the style of football that made going to see Celtic so exciting uh, again. And I think everyone would understand that he's going to the the biggest, the best league, the most competitive league, and it's for life-changing sums of money. So I think maybe pretty much every Celtic supporter will wish him well. And you see on Sky, you see you know, a litany of former Celtic managers and potential ones. We're talking, obviously, Brendan Rodgers. I saw Martin O'Neill a moment or two ago. I don't know if they're talking about him as interim or whatever. Um, the favourites, they're saying Brendan Rodgers. Could you see him coming back? He had massive success. Will he be here? I would take him back in a minute, but given the way that he left the club, given the animosity between himself and the Celtic board, given the fact that I think the Celtic board were absolutely delighted to see him go and get the amount of compensation that they got for him. So um, I would take him back in a minute. I think he, he brought a brand of football that you could almost compare with uh, Ange Postecoglou. And of course he had that... Um, invincible season which is uh, never to be forgotten so he delivered a lot of good memories for Celtic supporters and really that's your job Paul deliver them good memories that's your job as a player try and give them as many good memories as possible and there will be applications far and wide to try and get that job but you do wonder whether the Celtic board have someone in mind this is not the first time that Ange Postecoglou has attracted a, a bit of interest. You see the amount of um, teams down south that uh, were looking for a manager. You talk about Brighton and Leeds and Leicester. It's not the first time that he's attracted a bit of interest. Um, so if you're on the Celtic board, I imagine it's your job to, you know, to be aware of who is out there should he leave, you know, within the next 24 hours or so. What will his legacy be? Who is going to succeed him? Give us a call, 0808 17 17 700, or come on the socials at Go Football Show. Here's a few mentions in. Brian on Insta says, Ange, history maker, with the treble, turned a mess around in six months and owned Rangers. That's his view. Um, someone else, Jamie on Insta, saying, sprinting out the door at the first offer and being in London before the Scottish Cup was back in the cabinet at uh, Kerrydale Street. 
rebuilding the club after a truly awful campaign under Neil Lennon and putting us back on top. A hero, says James on Insta. And what are you thinking, um, Andy? Another name that's been mentioned, uh, Graham Potter. Now, he had the big move from Brighton to Chelsea. Didn't work out. Could it work for anyone at that point? So he's got a bundle of money, but he wants to get back into football quickly. Is this the kind of project that he would like? I think you would take Graham Potter in a minute as well because he has proven his worth uh, to go to a club like Brighton and really re-energise them. Their style of football, the fact that he signed so well, you've got to remember that even for a club like Brighton who could probably outspend Celtic, he still managed to get real value for money and bring in players that they were able to sell on for, for huge fees. So he's got a talent for for um, for spotting players with uh, a lot of potential. I think he played a lot of good football at Brighton. I managed to cover a couple of games when he was down there. Billy Reid, of course, was sure. his uh, assistant, the former Hamatanaki's man. So there's a, there's a bit of a Scottish connection there. But... I think you'll get a number of candidates who are ideally suited to this job and it's just a matter of who the Celtic board want. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Paul Cooney and the Celtic legend Andy Walker. It's the hour-long special. We could probably go on all night. The news at five there, which we heard from Peter. Ange has agreed terms in principle with Tottenham. So it's when, not if. The deal's done, Andy, isn't it? There's no yeah, point in I, you know dressing up. It's now... Who's the, going to come in? The deal is done and I'm sure Ange Postecoglou is thinking am I going to be working with Harry Kane yeah. and how much money will I have to spend? And you look at what he did for Celtic. I think he gave them an identity again. It was a poor season when Rangers won the league uh, by what, 25 points? Yep. So for him to come in and be as successful as he, as he was in the transfer market, a real tribute to him and um, the fact that he developed players that were already at the club uh, he's got a lot of talent, clearly, and the fact that he gave Celtic uh, this really fast, free-flowing football that the punters just, uh, they couldn't get enough of it. You feel for the Celtic fans, they're not able to enjoy a treble win as much as they should. We haven't even mentioned Kyogo, Abada and Jota, the scorers in the 2023 Cup Final. Uh, Dan Mackay, of course, scoring that late goal for Kelly to make it 2-1 and then it was 3-1 with Jota. Yeah, Reagan, you love your Celtic, you love Scotland, uh, you also love uh, Tottenham Hotspur. How are you feeling from a Celtic point of view that Ange is going? Paul, uh, I think it's a good move for uh, both uh, parties, I think. Uh, in terms of the Ange, got the treble, he done what he was mm-hmm. supposed to do. And I think, uh, for Celtic's point of view, I think this is a great time for any any manager to pop into Celtic, uh, Andy, because Celtic just won the treble. They've got a great squad of players, and for any manager, that's a, group, a, a great place to be. Because I remember being on this yep. uh, station about two years ago when Celtic were twenty five points behind. Paul. Yes, mm-hmm. I wonder, so Regan, I, if you're concerned at all about Ange when he takes the the Spurs job, whether he might come back to Celtic and fancy to take one or two of the players. What do you think? Um, I think um, I, I, I think the two that probably stick out is Rio uh, and Kyogo. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think as long as um, and you guys Celtic get uh, pr- proper transfer fees, I don't think fans can be the grudge because I think you look at Spurs and Randy, I think Benzema's mm-hmm. moving on to, to uh, Saudi Arabia, as you guys will yes, think about probably so. Yeah, that's so, a good point, uh, yeah. I mean, so, so, so Kyogo, 
Very different from Harry Kane. Stay with us, Regan. I'll come back in a moment or two. Who's your choice if you were in charge at Celtic? Here is Kevin on the line. Kevin, good evening. Good evening, Paul. How are we doing? Yeah, we're good. Thank you. We're well. Um, It's one of these days, isn't it, where at least the speculation is over. It's not confirmed yet, but he has agreed terms. What do you feel? And you've got a suggestion that, well, I'm going to ask Andy what he thinks, but who would you have as manager? I agree with Andy. I think it's got to be Brendan Rodgers. Um, first of all, good luck to Ange Postacoglu. He's done a great job for us. It's disappointing to see him go. But, um, you know, he stocks very high at the minute. Um, Celtic were the first club to really bring him into a, a sort of big job. And I think the age he's at, he's sort of got to go for the money we can't pay. Um, in terms of Brendan Rodgers, he sort of said himself, in a roundabout way, he's got unfinished business with Celtic. And if you look at his record since he left Celtic, he's arguably a much better manager. Um, he went to what you could probably term, with respect to Leicester, as a unfashionable club, if you like, not yeah. one of the elite clubs in England. Yeah. He had two top five finishes. One of the one of the top five finishes, I think he was ten minutes away from qualifying for the Champions League. That's right. At the end yeah. of the season. Yeah. He won the FA Cup. He took them yep. to the last four of the Europa Conference sure. League, albeit, you know, maybe not as prestigious as the other two. Yep. Um, we've got a settled team. He's shown he's good at working with players that are at clubs and bringing, you know, sort of players through. So, Kevin, I'm jumping in because of time. Would the, Celt- would the Celtic fans accept Brendan Rodgers? I think so. I mean, with respect to football fans, and I include myself in this, we're all quite fickle in a way. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, sort of things happen for a reason, especially in football. But I think if Brendan comes back, Dermot Desmond would look for some assurances. Now, Brendan can't you know, guarantee he'll be there for two or three years and Celtic can't guarantee they'll be employed for two or three years. No. But I think, you know, um, from that point of view, I think both parties really have got to get round the table and, and sort this out. I think, it'll, I think it'll happen very quickly. Andy, I don't know what you're hearing. I'm hearing I'm not sure that he would be up for it just now. I think he yeah. does at one time. I'm not sure if it's at the moment. His name's mentioned for Leicester. Uh, um, uh, Sorry, for Leeds United. Yeah, if he wanted to come back, I would have him in a minute as a a Celtic supporter. I can't see it happening. I think he's done his time in Scotland. I think he was hugely successful, but I think his future lies elsewhere. But as a Celtic supporter, if he was available, I would absolutely have him back in a minute. And I take your point, a lot of supporters felt let down by the the timing of his exit. But... um, when you look back to what he actually sure. achieved, mm. it was it was truly and, remarkable. And Andy, what about the style of football? It would suit Brendan Rodgers, wouldn't it? The Ange Postecoglou way of playing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And there's a there's a system there. There's a there's a group of players that have already shown that they can be very successful. Um, and I think it's a great job for someone to step into because you're on a high. And of course, the pressure is always great. You never you never want to underestimate what's happening across the the city. So I know Rangers are going in for a a big rebuild um, and you don't underestimate uh, the potential of Rangers being much better next season. But right now, I still think Celtic have got a bigger, better squad with a bit more quality. Uh, It remains to be seen who's going to go out the door. I'm sure Celtic will do business in and out. Uh, And if anyone goes out, I imagine, you know, any big name players, I imagine they're going to make a bit of profit and they'll have their eye on, you know, one or two players to take their place. So less than 48 hours ago, guys, this is what Ange said about winning a treble. Mixture of sort of huge relief and, and just great pride and um, in the whole group. I mean, it's it's been a phenomenal effort from the lads this year. Um, 
you know, coming off the back of last year when, you know, fair to say, it was unexpected, the, you know, the double we got. Mm. This is the one trophy that eluded us. And, um, you know, we, we kind of made it our aim and ambition this year to be better than we were last year, stronger. And that meant filling the gap that, that was there. And, uh, yeah, credit to the boys. They've been outstanding. Regan, who's your choice for manager if you were in charge? Yeah, I would say Brendan as well. Okay. But I would also say David Moyes would be my second choice because I think Andy was saying there that Brendan's team in Scotland may be up. So if, if, Brendan's, if Brendan's time's up, then for me it would have to be David Moyes. Okay, Regan, thanks very much. Kevin, final thoughts then? Legacy of Ange Postacoglu. And I guess you want the board to move quickly on this because Rangers are regrouping for next season. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very important. You, you, you make a, a great point there. Um, you know, Ange said himself, people sort of laughed at him when he came in the door. I, I expected him to stay a bit longer. I'm disappointed, but you know what? Good luck. He's, got, he's not got a lot of time left as a manager, I think. So um, I understand why he's went, but I'm also disappointed. But hey, what? I'll tell you what, he gave me a great, great night out on Saturday night. So thanks, Ange. <laughs> yeah, you and a few others. Indeed, it's, it's been a phenomenal season for Celtic. I mean, that's the thing, Kevin, as a Celtic fan. How did you feel about this year then? <laughs> Domestic trophies, three to be won, three in the trophy cabinet. Yeah, it was a great season, um, you know, really successful. And, um, you know, you had to measure the Rangers, but you, you sort of made a good point there. You know, Rangers will be, will be stronger next season, so we need to hit the ground running here. You know, I've seen it too often in the past that we sort of drag our heels, but that's why I think, you know, the board will have known about this for a wee while. It's not an overnight thing. So we should, ha we should have something, hopefully, Brendan in the bag. I think that's a good point, Kevin, because, you know, Celtic chased Eddie Howe for a long time, maybe too long. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure Eddie Howe would have, would have uh, done a, a really good job as well, but it went on for a long time and it's not the type of, you know, yeah. everyone knows that Celtic were after him and in the end he didn't come. Um, so I think you identify your target and you give them a few days to consider it and it's a yes or a no and you're you're either in or out so I think you make a good point there quick ones to both of you Scott Brown is it too soon Andy? oh yeah far yeah. too soon oh yeah far too soon he's uh, knocked me back on that one what about Davy Moyes Kevin Reagan said if not Brendan Rodgers then Davy Moyes what, what if he wins the European Trophy on Wednesday and good time I mean, to bow out West Ham would want him to stay would they? would they? seems to be time for change at uh, okay. the Olympic Stadium or whatever they're calling it now what do you think, Kevin? Could you see Davy Moyes yeah. coming back to his old club? I'm, I'm not so sure. Um, you know, I'd like him as well. I'm not so sure if he, if he was an option. But, you know, we've taken West Ham to their first European final in a long time. I think West Ham will have plans to sort of tie him up in a new contract. So, um, you know, he's, he's done well down there. And he's he's come back from, you know, it was difficult. He was in the, he was in the relegation zone and he's um, he sort of climbed up the table. So I, I really don't see him... Um, just with Brendan being out of work a wee bit unfinished business with Celtic I think the, um, other, the other name in the frame there that I'm looking at on Sky eh, Kevin is Jesse March who you know mm. he was sacked at Leeds but I've got to say when I covered Leeds this season I really liked their style of play when it was high energy a lot of running power mm. um, he obviously you know didn't make it to the end of the season but he is yep. someone who's available. He and his team ran out of puff, didn't they? Yep. Before you go, what about Callum McGregor then? He joins a list of the Celtic captains who've won trebles. Billy McNeil, of course. Yeah. Tom Boyd. And... He's an absolute legend. Scott Brown. He's, he's, yeah. done, he's, done, he's done great for us. Um, and when you mentioned Scott Brown, I did say on my social media page last night that mm -hmm. I thought the fit here could be Brendan with Scott Brown as his number two because they've worked together quite well and worked together you know, for a few seasons. 
um, and he was he was highly rated by Brendan Rodgers, so that could be a possibility as well. Well, just to um, say that Callum McGregor, I mean, to take over from Scott Brown, who was, I mean, mm-hmm. enormously successful for Callum McGregor to take over from him and be the type of leader that he is and, uh, you know, carry himself the, the way that he has carried himself as a Celtic captain. He had, he's shown himself to be one of the greats and I'm, and I'm sure he's not yeah. finished. He's got, what, 20-odd uh, trophies, 20 medals and oh, I'm sure he's won He's never lost the cup final. It's amazing, That's isn't correct, it? Yeah. Five trebles. Sorry. 20s as well. Yeah, five trebles in seven seasons. Kevin, Reagan, who was on just a wee while ago, these are, you know, there'll be young people coming up that have known next to nothing apart from success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he's a perfect, perfect sort of role model for them. Yeah, and the thing about Callum McGregor as well, for all the success he's had and the leadership qualities he shows, he's actually quite a humble guy, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, he doesn't come across as somebody with an ego. Yeah. I think he's just a quiet lad that's, that's grown up loving football and that's what makes him, you know, more appealing. Always um, good to have an ego on the pitch, eh, Kevin, but you're dead right. The way he handles himself, I mean, the way he treats people at Sky, the, the amount of um, respect and courtesy that he has uh, for people who are just wanting a word with him. And it's, you know, you're not really speaking to that individual. I think Callum knows that you're you're speaking to everyone who's listening, every Celtic supporter mm-hmm. who's listening. And he's a, he's a great example in that regard. Absolutely, yeah. Andy made it um, back just in time. He was up in Dingwall. I don't know if you saw that uh, last night. We haven't even mentioned the other yeah, Glasgow yeah. team. You know, we mentioned Celtic Rangers, obviously, as well. But uh, Partick Thistle so near to getting into the Premiership, but it wasn't to be. Well done, Ross County. But yeah. Andy, have you experienced such a, a dramatic well, last a, 20 minutes? Well, it was a real pleasure and a privilege to to cover that game. I, I do think the... Uh, they absolutely threw it away, Thistle. And you would have to go back to the first leg on Thursday night because they were 2-0 up with a man advantage at half-time. And they had so many chances in the second half. I think 3-0 is an entirely different game going up to Dingwall. But 2-0, you could sense that Ross County, they just wanted to get themselves in it. And my goodness, the two goals in two minutes absolutely changed the, the, the complexion of it. And you could sense the... Oh my goodness, from the Thistle fans who were so uh, noisy, so colourful and they just couldn't believe what they were witnessing. Yeah. Kevin, for Malky Mackay, what a moment that must have been. Oh yeah, I mean, you, you saw him at the end, signal to the fans, brilliant. You know, we were you know, we were rooting for Partick Thistle in the house. There's a, there's yeah. a local lad, Kyle Turner, that plays for Partick. And we were rooting yeah. for oh, him. he's a and great player. Was, I know, I yeah, know he's, he's not played player. in the, the top flight, but he's... I, I was sure he was going to get his opportunity and he yeah. played really well over the two games but like the rest of the Thistle players just um, just ran out of a bit of a puff at the end. All right. To go that, you know, six games and three playoffs and then sort of lose it at, yeah. at the last, it was, it was obviously hard for them to take but hopefully they come up again, you know, come good next season. Kevin, thanks so much for your call. Reagan to 0808 17 17 700. We're back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. We're into the summer special. In fact, this will be the last show for a couple of weeks and then we'll be back in a few weeks' time after a break. We're with Andy Walker tonight, Paul Cooney, 0808 17 17 700. One of these nights where... A lot is happening. Ange Postacoglu has agreed terms with Tottenham Hotspur in principle. So the deal is done and we're just waiting to find out for sure that he has joined Tottenham Hotspur. And Andy Walker, you think he's going to do well there? We will speak to you more. Lots of calls coming in. And what's Ange Postacoglu's legacy 
at Celtic. How big is that, winning a treble? Again, Andy, you've uh, been part of a double winning team. Yeah. How, how hard that, is it to win? Yeah, well, that was a bit special, but we were knocked out of the first comp- competition. I think we we lost up at uh, up at Pataudry in the League Cup. But yeah, we won the we won the League, won the Cup. It's great to finish on a high when, um, you know, the, 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 the Cup is, is on the line. But I think... I think we should all uh, be, um, you know, a bit more aware of what uh, Australian, Asian mm-hmm. people can do for for the game of football. I think so many of us underrated what uh, you know Ange Postecoglou could have been like. And remember, there was a lot of Celtic supporters who did not want him. They just yeah. didn't know anything about him. And it's a bit, it's a bit like that now down in London with so many Spurs fans. There's a no to Postecoglou campaign. And they are so arrogant that they want a you know a, a supposedly elite manager. They're not prepared to give a, anyone who's not in the elite bracket yeah. a chance. But and they had elite at Tottenham. They've had yeah. Conte. They've had Mourinho. Yeah. They didn't like their style of football. Right. And he said, "But I saw it. You know, the stop yeah. Postecoglou campaign. Well, it's yeah. too late. It looks as though Daniel Levy has his man who's going to yeah. follow at Celtic. Some Rangers news. It's not from Rangers, but it's speculation. See it in the record this morning, an exclusive that the Cremonese star, although they've been relegated, Cyril Desert, a striker, is on the radar of Rangers. Well, Rangers need players in pretty much every position. The rebuild has begun and we've already said that the important thing for Rangers, I think, is to get them in as early as possible. The season-defining games are pretty much as soon as you kick off with the Champions League qualifiers. That would allow Rangers a bit of leeway in terms of money to, to, to spend here and there. Jack Butland, the deal could be done in the next 24 hours. It looks as though he's going to be here Next season at I, Ibrox. I like him. He's a strong goalkeeper. He's got a big presence. He's got a bit a big mentality. He's played at a really high level, and I think he's someone who could do well. I'm I, I'm not sure if he's if he wants to come to to Glasgow to Scot to Scottish football, but if he does, I think he would do well. I think he does. I think he fancies it. Watch this is play this space. G A R. The Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Contact them today for air conditioning, servicing and repairs. Every Monday evening around now, we look at VAR, GAR. So for the last time this season, 22-23, with Andy Walker, we look at the, well, the two big games at the weekend. I think the cup final, Andy, there wasn't much there, was there? I know they went to Not the referee to check yeah. one of the Celtic goals, yeah. but they've been two of the Celtic players had been taken out on the way yeah. to the goal. Um, but yesterday in Dingwall, there was a, a red card moment well there was a number of moments and I think the one that pleased me most of all was there was a potential penalty I thought it was just a coming together and the referee Nick Walsh who was in a good position Mm -hmm. he saw it didn't give the penalty VAR wanted him to go over to the monitor and have a look and you immediately think Mm -hmm. well he's going to give it but he looked at it for so long and I think that tells you immediately it can't possibly be clear and obvious that he's made an error if he's looking at it more than a dozen times so I think uh, credit to him he stuck by his guns and he said do you know what I'm still not giving it and that is that goes against the trend that's only happened once before with uh, will he call him at, at Ibrox mm-hmm. and then of course the um, Keith Watson red card that yeah. was rescinded mm-hmm. and I think again was that right? I think it was the right call maybe a bit uh, quick a bit harsh to show the red but when you saw it again it wasn't a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity. It was just past the halfway line. It was certainly a yellow card. It was a cynical foul. Mm. I don't think there was any serious foul play. There was nothing dangerous. 
So, um, but it, these were all big moments, and especially if you're a, a Thistle fan because, you know, they went against your team. Is it a sign that the referees and the refereeing community is beginning to adapt to VAR and maybe a bit of common sense? Maybe a bit of common sense. I, I just thought it was a good moment. It just showed that the, there was a referee who was in the moment, who could feel the atmosphere, who uh, was, you know, well engaged with the players. He was in the right spot to, to look at a collision just inside the box. And I thought he made the right call. And, you know, if he'd changed his mind... It's not the right call, it's just a different opinion. Uh, someone's giving him a different yeah. opinion. And I think that is what we want to try and uh, avoid. Just let the referee be strong, be firm, be committed, make your decisions. And unless it's absolutely outrageous, mm. then uh, you know don't change your mind. There was, of course, the, the VAR penalty for uh, Ross County. Brian Graham gave it away. And I thought it was harsh, I've got to say. Mm. And I think sometimes we're just too forensic in our use of our we're looking for offences and um, certainly gave Ross County a lift because that got them back into the game and it, it changed the momentum of the, the whole match and the day before you were up in Inverness getting ready for the game along with Ian Crocker and you watched the FA Cup final yeah, Man City winning it but again that had a VAR moment oh, didn't it yeah. I mean is, why was that a penalty against uh, Grealish well, I think what you have to do now is there's so many uh, instances like that you have to discuss this with uh, the lawmakers and you have to change it you can't possibly surely you can't possibly give penalties for that when it's just you're stretching for it yep. everything is natural his hands are way above his head, but you're trying to get as much elevation as possible, and then the header back across goal maybe hits your your flailing arm. It's um, but there's ex-players as you know, harsh. sorry, on that committee. Surely they've got to have common sense. I would hope so for next it, season. It, it's been awful. There's been so many this season. Maybe sometimes you have to take the blame away from the referee because they're maybe following the the laws of the game. But that's another one where it's forensic you're looking at it and uh, it can't possibly be a penalty what's your scorecard then on VAR for this season one Andy you know and you were in the headquarters a couple of times you saw it in action I think you were very positive about it at the beginning how yeah. do you feel now after the what six months of it it didn't work well overall it didn't work well we haven't used it well I think we're looking to punish players I think we're being too forensic in some of our examination of fouls red cards um the offside, you just have to trust the technology. It's really, really tight. But in the end, it's a fact. And I think most people will go along with the fact, even if it's a, you know, a hairline. G-A-R. The Go-Assisted Referee. On the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Experienced installers of air conditioning systems. I've appreciated the... The support I've had from day one, you know, that because of kind of the way I came into the football club and that, you know, let's not beat about the bush, I was a joke when I was appointed. Um, a lot of people made fun of my appointment, but the supporters, for their own reasons, just put their collective arms around me and said, no, he's one of ours. And it was up to me then to repay that faith and trust. And I think the reason that they've felt so close to this team and so probably so close to me is because while others may have mocked, they... They stood behind me. I think they deserve 
a lot of credit for what's happened because it would have been easy for our supporters on the back of, you know, the, the, the sort of reaction to my appointment. They could have been just as sceptical about it and it would have made my job a lot tougher, especially through that early period where, you know, the results weren't there. So, you know, they, you know, I think they felt part of my journey here and they deserve to feel good about the fact that, you know, while a lot of people ridiculed it, they, they stood by the person who was representing their football club and that's what makes them special supporters. And, uh, you know, for me, I've tried to repay that in my own way by hopefully producing a team and, and bringing success that they're, they're going to be proud of. But that, for me, has always been, you know, the most important thing. Just the five trophies out of six domestically. And everyone thought maybe with European football next season that that would keep him for another year. But the Premier League is the biggest league in the world, the most lucrative. So it's going mm. to be a two-year deal, I understand, Andy, mm. with an option for a third um, which will mean nothing if you know if it doesn't go well. They've got rid of managers after 17 games. But Ange Postecoglou is charismatic. He's transformed Celtic here, um, and he did say himself that some people thought it was a joke when he arrived. Yeah. But that's maybe the ignorance of all of us because we don't know somebody. There, there's an ignorance. I think there's an arrogance as well, especially when you hear some of the the, the Tottenham supporters speaking at the moment. There's a sense of entitlement. Mm. But what he did was gave Celtic an identity. Celtic had lost their way. Rangers won the league by 25 points. Celtic were in disarray. And the fact that um, he brought in players that were hugely successful who, you know, it was they were coming from markets where we hadn't looked at before. And they were so successful. They were so happy to be in Glasgow and the effort that they have given and Celtic now I've got a, an identity whereby I mean I've got six brothers and they all go to the the uh, Celtic games with season tickets and they can't wait to get there. The 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 style of football is is so exciting to watch. Let's go on the lines again. Uh, Terry's on a big Celtic fan. Good evening, Terry. Good evening. How are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah. Hey, Terry. Uh, How are you? I'm. I'm still revelling in the treble. We've got another treble in the trophy cabinet. It's been great. How was Saturday? Mixed emotions or was it just, well, what kind of day I'm was it for you? Yeah, yeah, I am still pretty <laughs> sore. Uh, no, it was a great day on Saturday. Uh, mixed emotions, I suppose. If you're, I think I'm, 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 I'm 45, so I'm kind of used to it now. But I, don't buy into the, I don't buy into all the Mills and Boone stuff. Yeah. <laughs> With the play, the, the managers and players for that matter, like yeah. nice words there to Andy played uh, yeah. the fans and whatnot. But ultimately, Celtic fans just want your team to be successful and obviously play a nice style of football as well. Yeah. Gordon Strachan, he was maybe liked by the fans, but he was a successful manager. So three titles out of four. You're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as long as you're delivering trophies at Celtic Park, the fans will be happy. We don't need the Mills and Boone stuff. So Terry. again, it's a new a, a new chapter coming up. That's a great. You want a blockbuster, not a Mills and Boone. <laughs> I like it. So, so, who's going to deliver that for you? It's a big moment for Michael Nicholson, the chief executive at Celtic. He's had a great start to his reign. Um, you know, Rangers are working hard to come back because Michael Beale needs to get a title next season. What do you think? Who would you realistically? Who is coming? Realistically, yes. Well, obviously there's, there's a short list in that there, but we're all reading all people's going on about Brendan's favourite. But no, I mean if Brendan comes back again, I don't care what's been on in the past or what he's done. Now really? he can come back with open arms, as far as I'm concerned, because the guy's a winner. Mm-hmm. However, we thought outside the box with the Ange Postecoglou mm-hmm. uh, appointment. So again, I'm kind of looking for a wee left field one to come in, and obviously people kind of discussed the Bodo Glimp manager, and yeah. I think he'd be a great mm-hmm. fit. I think he'd be a great fit for Celtic. 
Still nope. been managing for 2018, but I seen the way his teams played against Celtic and at Celtic Park. I thought that's the way I want to see Celtic play because they really they outclassed Celtic that night, and that's Postecoglou. Yeah. Celtic mm-hmm. that night. Andy, so again, yeah. Let's see what Andy that, says on that. We talked about him on Friday. Hold a second, Terry. Stay with us. Yeah, I think Andy. what you want to do is you want to identify who you want to come in and you want to go and get them quickly. Uh, a bit like uh, Tottenham, who took a wee bit of time, but as soon as they identified Ange Postecoglou, they wanted them and they've they've come in, they've agreed terms. And I think when you go into any close season, there's always a, an air of um, you know unex. Uh, you don't know what to expect. Some of the players might leave, but as as Terry was already saying, I, you know. It's, Big players have left over the years, over the very recent years, and you just get someone else in and they still give you the the success and that that's the way of it just now, especially just now when you can you can make uh, a profit in the transfer market. So players might come and go, but obviously I think you want the manager to come in pretty quickly, assess what he's got as players. Obviously you'll have to deal with transfers in and out. Celtic are always the type of club I think in the last number of years that will do business for a bid for anyone who uh, is going to g- give them a, a sizable profit and what are you thinking about for the likes of uh, Kyogo 34 goals first touch of the game and he scores oh he's been doing great but uh, again I think if people going on about Rangers having a rebuild we're potentially going to have a rebuild as well going on here but people are going to be going out the door so the money's right they're always going to leave isn't they? at the end of the day money talks yeah. it sure does it, it is, yep. I think it can be exciting I mean obviously Ange Postecoglou was a big favourite mm-hmm. but you get someone else in and as Ange Postecoglou said in that uh, little clip you were playing there Paul yep. um, you know the, the Celtic supporters whoever it is will very immediately take him you know under yep. their wing they'll give him a, a, a lot of support and uh, he's got a good foundation. They've got a really strong squad. They've got a deep squad. They might want to get rid of a few players who might not attract, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of business, a lot of interest. But you know, you, you you've still got a really strong squad there just now in comparison to Rangers and the rest. Can I ask both of you, John Kennedy? Do you think he'll go, or if he stays, Kevin, could he be the next manager? I wouldn't be against them being the next manager either. I mean, if that's what, if that's what they're going to appoint, as Andy says, we will embrace whoever the next manager is and give them their chance. But, I mean, Ange Postacoglu is, is known for noting people in new clubs, apparently. So, yeah. But if they go, they go. At least we get some kind of package in place for some compensation. I think what you've seen in recent years with Celtic is they've always gone with a man of experience, no matter where that yeah. is. I mean, they, they chased Eddie Howe for a long time. He had experience. Uh, John Kennedy was interim uh, manager when Neil, uh, Neil Lennon uh, left, but I, I don't think he'd be one for. I don't think he'd be one that they would target. And uh, you know, I think they'll go for someone who's got experience somewhere, like Kettle Newton that has been mentioned there by Kevin. So, you could so see many that, of couldn't them. you? Yeah. So many of them. Yeah. And okay. in all honesty, as part of your job of a Celtic board, when there's been interest in your manager this season there must be a thought that crosses your mind he might go to this club what do we do mm-hmm. who's available and you'll have a a short list or you know maybe a few months ago t- of people that might fit the bill Terry what would you want to say before the break about your players and the team another treble world record breakers well it's been a great season they've, they've been fantastic to, 
It's been a, as Andy says about his brothers and that. I mean, you're going to Celtic Park every week, looking forward to seeing the team. I just, and I'll be looking forward to August to see where we are come then in the Champions League to come. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Again, I didn't want to talk about it before and I didn't say I'd talk about it after. What I want to do is, I want to enjoy this mm-hmm. because, um, and it's, you know, people might think it's selfish of me, but. I'm not thinking of talking about anything else, but you know, to do what we've done today, um, you know, just take a little chunk of history for ourselves at this unbelievable football club with unbelievable success. I owe it to my family, my loved ones, everyone around me to to enjoy this and not and not talk about other things. Um, there'll be time for that, and uh, it's not today. And There's always to more to achieve in everything. I think the day I wake up and say I've done everything I need to do, then. Uh, I may as well just uh, pack it all up. Um, I've been the same from the first day I started doing this. I, I love what I do. I'm passionate about it. Um, I want to be, you know, create th- teams that are special and, and be part of special moments, and that's what I'll try and do. 46 hours ago. I did, hey, not allowed to do that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Ange Postacoglu, his team clinching the treble at Hamden in the sun on Saturday and uh, Monday evening at five o'clock, the news came out that he has agreed terms with Tottenham Hotspur. And I think, Andy, I'm summarising what you're thinking. Who could blame him in the sense that, you know, your family, you've got, what, seven season tickets at Celtic. Yeah. Uh, you always try to be um, constructive Even and more, fair. some of them as children right? have got uh, yeah. seasons. But no, I think um, he has served Celtic well and he yeah. deserves this opportunity. I mean, he's no pauper. Celtic will be paying him well. And none of us are uh, know what it's like to be in the boardroom, but we all play that guessing game of, you know, how much people are on and all the rest of it. The truth is that he'll be on infinitely more at Spurs, and that can change your not just his life, but the life uh, the life of his wife and children, and I don't know, maybe even future generations. But he'll want to be successful. He will want to make an immediate impact. It is not that long ago Spurs were in the Champions League final. There's obviously a big uh, question mark over the future of Harry Kane, but he's working with some with some uh, real quality international players. I think some, some of the games I see down south at that level, Paul, some of the players are so rich that they sometimes they can't be bothered. They don't give you the running. They don't give you the effort. They don't put in the energy required. And that could be the young that, players coming through exactly, on yeah, know, exactly, 40 grand a week. Absolutely. And... That's something you won't put up with. You you need to be able to to give uh, absolutely everything. It's the least the supporters deserve. Who is going to take over? We're taking messages from lots of you. Brendan Rogers is the favourite, and yet lots of Celtic diehards say they wouldn't have him back because of the way that he left. But he delivered trebles. He set up at four years ago the 2019 campaign. You know Celtic were ahead. They'd won the league cup already. They were on the way. But if you win, then people will forget but I think the word is it's unlikely that he would come back I, I think time. it's unlikely but if he was if he wanted it and I know that there's a you know an element of the Celtic supporters who wouldn't have him back thought he, he walked out on them but I, I, I remember the, the style of football the level of success the invincible season that he really uh, laid his mark down and I think when you spoke to anyone around the club the thing that impressed them most was the level of professionalism that was at the club everywhere and that was ingrained into everyone who was involved at Celtic at the time Andy a big weekend for you as well 
a new listener for us but much more importantly you're a granddad congratulations oh well that is overwhelming news yeah. I saw little Florence the other day for the first time yeah. my son Joseph and his beautiful wife Mary gave yeah. birth to little Florence and she has stolen my heart immediately so I can't wait to spend a, a bit of time with her congratulations to you Marvelous. and Carol you. and uh, the entire Walker oh, family great. great great news yep and Andy I saw the, some changes at Sky and for the Scottish game, yes. Uh, have you? Did you sign off last night? They, nothing was said on air, but are you going to be back on? I did sign off last night. That will be my last Sky game uh, in Scotland. I'm hoping to retain all the English games that uh, I do. But I've been there um, 14 oh. years, Paul. Really enjoyed it, and I think I know we get a bit of stick here and there, but I, I think it's a a truly talented and hardworking team um, in in Scotland and. I think whoever gets the gig, I hope they enjoy it as much as I have because it's been it's been an absolute blast. I've really loved it. I think you get stick because you do your job. You call it <laughs> as you see it. Well, yeah. some people give you stick and that's okay. Mm. Uh, others uh, are a bit more pointed and uh, it's amazing some of the stick that I've had from certain individuals. Mm. And you get it from many of the big clubs. It's not just one yeah. side. Let, let's be brutally yeah, yeah. frank about it. Uh, Paul, yeah. you told me a great thing many years ago uh, when we worked together yeah. and uh, there's always two teams on the pitch mm. and tell us what's happening. It doesn't matter what the colour of the strip mm. is. I thought it was great advice. That's the way I've always... Um, that's the way I've always looked at it and you sometimes think, how can this team get back into it? How can this team keep this narrow lead and all, all the other things, substitutions? I mean, there last night I thought was the a big example of a manager making key substitutions. Malky Mackay brought on players and every one of them had an impact. And I think Chris Doolan, he's had, what, 18 games as a manager? Yep. He brought on uh, two subs, I think. Mm -hmm. And it, it, so many of his players were drained. And I thought that was a bit of a mistake. And I thought it was a mistake not, uh, you know, capitalising on their, their two-goal advantage the other, uh, Thursday night when they were at home. They had 24 attempts at goal. A third wow. goal, I think, would have put them out of sight. Mm -hmm. so, 89 games you've done this season? 89 I did, games? I did 47 wow. in England. So, yeah. um, uh, sometimes, I mean, the last game of the season there, I was at Old Trafford doing Man United Fulham. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm often in the... Anywhere in the northeast, the northwest, and I just love going to my football. Paul. Of course, so, I know you do. Yeah, um, two I'm games a day to, sometimes. Yeah, the other exactly. Week. Yeah. That's right. Uh, just you, hoping to to yeah. keep it going and and maybe working elsewhere next season too. Too, too good not to be on, but um, yeah, Andy, I'm sure we will see you and hear you back on there and here next season yes, that's, to it, yeah. yeah, it's been a long season of course it was the it's World Cup it's always good to get away yeah. but you know yeah. what it's like Paul once you, the pre-season games kick mm. in you're always desperate to get back and see how everyone's looking and you know just uh, we, we, we always put our head on the line before a ball's even kicked because we <laughs> we were given um, who, who's going to finish 1-12 to put them in order I mean I, my bottom two were St Johnson and St Mirren yeah. so got it mm. totally wrong but I did think Celtic would win it. Um, I thought, obviously thought Rangers would be second. They're, they are by far and away outstripping everyone else. And any point that they drop, any draw that they get is, honestly, it's like a disaster. And any defeat is some sort of catastrophe. You, um, the games between the two clubs are 
are um, they're going to be really exciting next season Eric's been on the socials at Go Football Show saying Andy how do you think it is going in terms of recruitment at Rangers and it could it be a bit like last year but in in reverse in that Celtic you know with the manager the you know yeah. GVB was in charge last yeah. summer but Rangers signings not as good as Celtics I, I, I don't think it, it matters how much you're spending on obviously if you've got more money the, the chances are you'll have more of a success but you need you uh, quality you need value for money the best business Rangers have done in recent seasons getting a, a Morelos for a million look at the service that he gave the club I think he he maybe wasn't focused in his last uh, season there but you think back to Aribo a few hundred thousand Calvin Bassey a few hundred thousand and selling them on for, for multi-millions that's the type of business that Rangers need to get back to and, and not be afraid to do do you think Michael Beale will do well at Rangers? And what is well for next season then? I know I said a, the title earlier on. It's got to be some kind of silverware. Oh, he's got to win a trophy. But uh, right now, I would put Celtic as as favourites, even allowing for the fact that there's going to be a, a rebuild. Uh, you know, one of the callers earlier, was it Kevin? Was it Terry? Yeah. Uh, they were talking about a rebuild. And I think that, that might be accurate. There might be a bit of interest in some Celtic players. Maybe Ange Postecoglou could... Uh, with his Spurs team and Daniel Levy offer Celtic uh, money that they can't afford to turn down for certain players. So there could be a bit of a rebuild at Celtic, but right now there's a very strong foundation and um, uh, Celtic have still got a stronger squad. No danger that Cameron Carter-Vickers goes back to Tottenham with Ange. I don't think so. Six million he cost and you know, he'd been at uh, Tottenham before. But listen, if Ange Postecoglou believes in you, and if Ange Postecoglou would convince um, Daniel Levy to spend a lot more than six on Carter Vickers, then Celtic, as we've said before, said it often, Celtic are the club that will do business and, and cash in on someone who they've paid uh, you know, a fraction of that fee for. Surprise second half of this season, I'd suggest Aberdeen Football Club yeah. and Barry Robson. I was in Aberdeen yesterday at the Kilt Walk. It was amazing. Marvelous. Three and a half thousand people, 400 charities Marvelous. and a huge amount of money in already. And you know who was there doing it? A former World Cup goalkeeper. You'll know when I tell you. Aberdeen, Manchester United. Jim Layton. Jim Layton. He was Jim doing Layton the, was there. Very I, good. I went up and said hello, Jim. He said, Paul, out the way. I want to do the kilt walk. <laughs> no, he was there. I was surprised that we'd, yeah. he was a great goalkeeper, of course. He was. So, Fantastic. Aberdeen, what about it? Well, it just shows you that managers can make a difference. It was pretty much the same group of players that were letting Jim Goodwin down. Whatever that message was from Jim, when you lose 11 goals to Hearts and Hibs, and when you lose to Darville in the Scottish Cup, the players aren't doing it for you. But then Barry Robson comes in, he signs, uh, you know, McDonald, Pollock in the January window. He gets a better chemistry going, a better understanding. In all honesty, he gets more effort out of the players. So I think it tells you that managers are really important. They can make a difference. And the turnaround in, in Aberdeen to ensure third place, it will be uh, great finance for them and, and great excitement for the fans. Sure. That's what you want. That's what you want to give any group of supporters a bit, a bit of excitement. I'll tell you who else was there yesterday. Andrea Brimer top TV presenter on STV yep. Gordon Cree and Chris Harvey and who else Russell Anderson the former Aberdeen and Scotland star so he was big on, he was our guest on Sky a couple of times played so often for, for Aberdeen had always had a good insight mm. into the game he was raising money for uh, his foundation Excellent. helping kids there along with STV Children's Appeal who else this season you wouldn't have predicted that um, Jim Goodwin would have started the year at Aberdeen finished up then no, the, the, at Dundee the other, United the other manager I would look at would uh, be at St Myrna Stephen Robinson, mm -hmm. who you know, I, I 
I put them as you know finishing in the bottom two because I'd watched them from the the January and the the previous season. Thought they were really poor, but he signed well and uh, they started the season so well. The fact that they beat Celtic, they got a draw with Hearts. Their home form really uh, shot them up the league, and I think it is a wee bit worrying that they've allowed the likes of Shocknessy and uh, Curtis Main and others to to be released from the club. And you you just wonder if there's a cost-cutting exercise going on there Celtic's win of course in the Scottish Cup was good news for Aberdeen the Dons fans were celebrating because yep. they're automatically aren't Brilliant. they into and that's Europa the excitement League. that yeah. gives them huge excitement for the start right. of the season and good news for the Hibs and the Hertz as well <laughs> are we okay <laughs> on that? Hurts. yeah of course we Hibs are and Andy what was your highlight of the season then? is there a moment you saw 89 games I'm just throwing this at you is there yeah. I'm not, you know, I don't think you could beat what happened yesterday with the drama of mm-hmm. it all I mean I know that every Thistle fan, and I loved the fact that Thistle took 2,000 fans up there and that because it was such a sunny day, uh, the yellow and the red strips, I thought they made great noise. They were going up for a party and they pretty much had it for 70 minutes. And then as one Thistle fan said to me after the game, it's typical of Thistle. Three goals to the good, 20 minutes left, Mm. and they lose three. Nothing in uh, added time, Mm. and then they lose in penalties and... And how painful it is for someone like Stuart Bannigan, who's played so many games, yep. misses a big chance in the, the actual game itself and then misses a penalty. Ross from LA, Ross King, who's a Jags fan, was saying the same thing. Only the Jags could uh, yeah. miss out in that yeah. way. Right, final thoughts then. Ange Postacoglu, he's on his way. He's agreed terms with Tottenham Hotspur. Um, what's your final thought on him as Celtic manager? Well, he, he was always very respectful to me whenever I mm. went to Celtic, so I would commend him for that. And it was lovely to to be welcomed uh, by someone at Celtic in that regard. So I, I, I think, like Callum McGregor, he was just so courteous with uh, everyone at uh, at Sky. A great Celtic I, manager, would yeah, you say? Yeah, I think he's been a terrific Celtic manager, made a huge impact. And I think now it, you, you almost say uh, goodbye and you think, right, who's next? Because you want to get behind a new manager. You want to hear what he's got to say. So who do you see... think it's going to be in the final uh, 30 honestly, seconds? So uh, Brendan, I don't think I he's don't going think to be coming. I don't think it'll be Brendan. Nope. I would have him back in a minute, but I don't yeah. think it would be him. I think Celtic might go someone with uh, a surprising name, but I think it will be someone experienced. That's the way it seems to have been for the, the last number of years. Graham Potter? Why not? He's got a terrific track record of good football and, you know, um, being successful in the transfer market. Andy, thanks very much. Pleasure. We're going to take a couple of weeks off and then we'll be back. Enjoy time with the grandchild. Yeah, magnificent. And enjoy the sunshine. It's hotter here than it is in the Garbos than it is in, give me somewhere with a G, abroad (laughs) somewhere, Girona. (laughs) Girona. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. News is up next. We'll let you know when we're back on just in a couple of weeks' time. Enjoy the summer. Of course, Go Radio News will be on as soon as the Ange Postacoglu appointment is Tottenham at Tottenham is confirmed. But you can pretty much take it as read. Thanks, James. Thanks to everyone. The news is next. And then Jokal Day on at seven. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! 
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 